We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley. I am joined by always by my co-host Ross Uglum. Ross, how you doing, man? We are halfway through the NFL season, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I think could probably about as good. I mean, I understand they lost to the Vikings. Um, but I think you, you just look at this season leading up until now. I think any Packers fan that looked at the schedule, like on schedule release day, if you said, all right, six and two, everyone's signing up everyone yeah and i think if you just look at the last two weeks and you say okay the packers lose a close one and couldn't stop a running back couldn't stop a running game and blow a team out and they played the vikings and the 49ers i think you just flip-flop it right you say oh wow they must have they must have gotten run all over again by the 49ers 
and and they must have blown out the Vikings. Um, so I think, yeah, you take it. You know, the Packers absolutely no way, shape, or form should or will apologize to stomping on the 49ers um, because that is just the NFL. And it is 2020. They played the team that is in front of them. And not only did they play them, they smashed them like they absolutely should have because they're a good football team playing a decimated football team. And they did exactly what they should have done. Case closed, moving on. Um, Ross, today we're going to talk about the, you know, the mid, it's the middle of the season. It's always fun to kind of look at these checkpoints throughout the season and say, okay, who's doing this? Who's doing that? Um, The MVP discussion league wide is starting to heat up. You have probably three names. You have your Russell Wilson's, you have your Patrick Mahomes and you have your Aaron Rodgers. Um, So we're at the midway point, like I said, so you can kind of start talking about that stuff. Um, but let's focus just on this Packers team, this six and two Packers team. And let's just talk about some of the players that they have. Um, just going through your very basic awards, Ross. Uh, you look at this team, six and two, control of the NFC North, uh, home field advantage is in play. Who's the who's the MVP of this football team for you, Ross? Well, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the MVP of the league. I, I don't, I don't know how many other folks uh, agree with that, or you know, would 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 get behind that. But um, Russell Wilson has certainly cost the Seahawks more games than Aaron Rodgers has cost the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Russell Wilson is not having as good of a season as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, somebody just tweeted out today he's leading the league in pass rating and QBR and might even be first or second in EPA per play. So the and and leading the league in passer rating. So you can go from the archaic stats all the way up to the nerd stats, and most of them come up come up Rogers. And uh, I just think he's been the best player in football aggregate. Now look, that game against Tampa was bad, but uh, boy, you go through the rest of of those games and there are some pretty phenomenal performances specifically week one against the Vikings was nuclear good um, as frankly was this last game against San Francisco. I really think he was all over uh, the top of his game at New Orleans as well without Devonte Adams scoring 37 points. I mean, you just saw New Orleans absolutely beat the brakes off of Tampa in Tampa. Uh, that was a big time performance as well. So I, I think Rogers is the MVP for uh, the Packers, but also, as I mentioned, I mean, I think he's, in my opinion, the MVP of the league. Yeah, and you won't get any argument from me, and I, and I don't think there's an argument. There is not an argument to be made, especially for the Packers. There's just no one you can even put in that category with him. And Devontae right Adams is having a great season, but he also missed a number of Packers wins and uh, played in a Packers loss. You know, so I mean, it's. It's not like he's necessarily the straw that stirs the drink. Now, he's great. He's great, great. But them winning and losing is not, you asked me the value. Like, Rodgers is the one that kind of tips the needle there. Well, you've seen it. That's been proven. They've won without Devontae. They're not going anywhere without 12. And I tweeted out today, you look at the two front runners for me are Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And you look at, in in the modern NFL, no quarterback has ever thrown for more than 40 touchdowns and less than five interceptions. And both of those cats are on pace to do it. And that's kind of, I always hate MVP conversations because you get fan bases trying to say, well, my guy should win it and the other guy's no good. And for these reasons, this is why my guy is so much better. I hate that stuff. I don't have a vote. 
I would pick Aaron Rodgers right now because kind of like what you alluded to, um, the only separation for me is you look at the supporting cast and what Rodgers has been able to do with Devontae Adams for half the season out, with David Bakhtiari for half the season out, with Aaron Jones now, you know, missing a couple games. The the pace he's had this offense on, that's the divide, that's the separator for me. But if you want to argue Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to get much, you're not going to get much force from me. I mean, those guys are both playing the quarterback position about as as well as you can play it right now. And so um I, honestly, I just like to, I just want to sit back and enjoy and hopefully we get a Mahomes Rodgers showdown in February. That would be incredible. I think even as a Packers fan living in Kansas City, that very well may wreck me, but uh, but I think the world deserves to see that. Uh, so moving on, they, yeah, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this team, and I think both of us agree. I think he's the MVP of this league. Who is the offensive player of the year then for this football team if you take out Rodgers? Uh, then it is, I think, Adams. Uh, even as, as limited um, as he's been as far as you know games played, anybody else that you're going to – say you will basically say the same thing uh you know Bakhtiari limited games played Aaron Jones limited games played uh I I guess I for me the only guy that I I think you could argue with Adams is Corey Lindsley because I think right now Corey's the all pro first team center and so what has more value you know I think that's a legitimate the discussion that can be had but as far as their blue chippers you know, Rogers, Adams, Bakhtiari, Jones. I, Jones has missed time. Bakhtiari's missed time. Adams has missed time. But Adams has been just at the absolute peak of his craft. Yeah, the only other guy I would throw in there for that conversation is Elton Jenkins, just because of his versatility, what he's been able to do for this team. I think he, I don't think he is the guy, but I think he absolutely should be in the conversation. Uh, just being, I mean, the other, what was it, two weeks ago? Last week, he played three positions, you know, starting at left guard, kicking out to left tackle, taking four snaps at center. Um, just just absolutely just just a stud, you know, one of probably Goody's best or second best pick um, behind Jair for sure. So uh, moving on from that, speaking of defensive players of the year, I just mentioned Jair Ross. I don't think uh, I'm going to pick Jair because he's the obvious answer. Um, I think he. You talk about Rodgers being in the MVP race, you know, right up in there. Jair, any any list that does not have Jair Alexander in the top three, I think you throw it in the trash um, just because he's been playing the cornerback position that well, that well at a league-wide level. He's just absolutely taking away half of the field. Um, just a guy that every team covets. A very, very rare thing is to have a cornerback playing at that high of level. Um, which we could get into all the Mike Pettin scheme stuff about how maybe he's wasting that a little bit, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, so I would pick Jair as my defensive player of the year for this Packers team. And I, like I said, I'd put him in the conversation for the NFL defensive player of the year. Um, so he's mine, Ross. You don't get to pick Jair, um, but if you had to go with someone else on the defense, um, is there even anyone else, I guess, that you can even mention? Oh, I'm not allowed to pick Jair Alexander? No, I picked him. He's mine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's really tough. I think the answer is Zadarius Smith, but he hasn't been, with really the exception of this last game, he hasn't been the Zadarius Smith of 2019. I don't, I don't think any argument, can, you know, can be made 
made for for that. I, I think um, he was strikingly better last year than he has been this year. With again, like I said, the exception of this last game, he looked like 2019 Z. But other than that, I mean, I I, I would just struggle, you know, uh, to name anybody. Kenny Clark hasn't been Kenny Clark. Uh, he's missed games. He hasn't been super, super, super elite when he's been in there. He has had flashes, but I don't feel like he's been a game wrecker uh, as he has in the past. I think everybody is kind of down on Preston Smith. Uh, there's certainly nobody in the linebacking core or anywhere else in the secondary. Adrian Amos has been super, super rock solid, but again, not spectacular. Uh, so no one is is, is touching you know, uh, depending on some folks would say pass rush is the most important and most impactful uh, defensive position. I know like pro football focus guys, they really, they really think that it is coverage instead of pass rush. And that if you could acquire any one player in the league, it would be whoever the best corner is. Well, right now the best corner is Jair Alexander. So, uh, yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, that's an easy one for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, Zadarius is definitely the second guy on that list. And I think his, with him, you know, it's interesting because his, the expectations for him were just so high coming into year two because he was that good last year in 2019. He was the best, in, in my opinion, he had the best edge film in all the NFL last year. And so the, to, to ask someone like him to replicate that maybe was never that realistic. I think he regressed a little bit back to the player that he was in Baltimore, which is still a really, really good football player. And he's had a good season. You talk about, you know, last week he looked great. He had the huge turnover uh, against New Orleans. So he's done some stuff this year. He has not, I don't think he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination. He just has not been the absolute dominant force. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that Kenny Clark has not been in the lineup. And Preston Smith is not commanding double teams. So um, if you want to stop this Packers pass rush, you start you look you start at the end of the alphabet with Z, and you basically take him away, and uh, you ask the other guys to to make some plays in the backfield, and, and they just have not been you know they haven't been up to the task. I think it's as simple as that. Um, uh, rookie of the year. This is going to kind of slim pickings too. This this team, this thirteen and three football team last year brought a lot of veterans back, and their rookies just really haven't contributed that much. Um, Ross, who do you pick as just your overall rookie of the year so far halfway through this 2020 season? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. That's a that's a tough one. Um, just because, you know, I think Chris Barnes has really regressed. Uh, kind of back to the mean. 
Um, you know, and, and Kamal Martin, his, I mean, you talk about small sample size, my goodness, especially after hitting the COVID list, uh, heading into San Francisco, that's another rough, uh, (laughs) a rough look. Um, but I think, I guess it has to be Chris Barnes just based on what, you know, he's been asked to do and what he's been able to contribute. Um, you know, I think they flashed, you know, I think you've seen flashes from AJ Dillon. I think you've seen uh, decent play from, from John Runyon Jr. Uh, Chris Barnes, you know, as we mentioned, certainly, but I, I think you have to give the, the nod, you know, ultimately to Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin. It's all a small sample size and, and, and AJ Dillon has a small sample size. And, and that's kind of what you get when you are drafting, for the future and kind of rolling with your veterans is obviously the first, second, and third round pick are kind of non-existent when you have a, a red shirting quarterback and a tight end with a torn ACL as two of your top three picks. The second one is, is a back that sits behind Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones and ultimately got COVID-19. Um, it's, it's a rough year for potential, uh, you know, rookie of the year candidates for the Packers. And then I guess I would have to go with Chris Barnes. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a super fair pick. I think you look at the highs for these rookies have been high. You know, all of them have flashed. Chris Barnes has flashed. He's made some really nice plays. I think, I think the the biggest, how, I, how do I want to word this? I guess the biggest flashes I think we've seen have been from Kamal Martin. Um, when you talk about him blowing up that screen, we talk about him, um, you know, blowing up Dalvin Cook in the backfield, like the one time they were able to tackle for a loss. Um, he's done some really nice stuff, but he's hardly played. You know, he's been injured and now he's on the, and now he's on the, well, I guess he didn't have COVID, but he was on the high risk deal. But Chris Barnes, just by volume, I think, yeah, you have to give it to him just because he's been out there. He's been available and now he's hurt, uh, which is interesting for this Packers team. It seems like whenever they have a promising young linebacker, it's just, you can mark it on the calendar that they're going to be injured um, at some point, but like you said, he's also regressed pretty drastically, and that's going to be something that he needs to figure out. Uh, him and Kamal Martin are going to have a chance to do that together. Uh, I think you can honestly put Deguara in this conversation just from the one game he played at the beginning of the year, um, because I think if he's healthy, he, which he isn't, I think this is he runs away with it. You know, he had that super promising opening game, and he hasn't. We haven't really seen him since. Um, so it's just been a tough year for rookies, extremely tough. So that's that's a tough one to call. Luckily for the Packers, they have not had to rely on their rookies this year. The Packers bet on their veterans being um, solid guys to be able to come in and play this season. So uh, the promising flashes from this rookie class are definitely encouraging, and that's something we can look forward to. Hopefully next year some of these guys uh, are called upon to make bigger plays as veteran players in this system, and they deliver. But right now it's a tough call to make. Uh, Last two categories are kind of fun ones, Ross. Um, if you ever listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, The Rewatchables, he looks at old, he looks at movies and they talk about different actors and scenes and stuff like that. And they have an award called the Six Man Award, which is obviously coined after the NBA Six Man Award. But this is about basically someone that not necessarily comes off the bench, Ross, but just someone that is a lesser known guy, not getting a lot of pub, uh, but just really a, a glue guy. A guy that keeps everything kind of together that nobody's talking about, but this team maybe not is not six and two without them. 
Um, in your eyes, Ross, who is a guy that would fit that description for this Packers team? Oh, I think the ultimate glue guy this year is Billy Turner. I, I, I mean, you talk about a guy that has completely kept that offensive line together. And, and I understand, you, you know, you, you give credit to Elton Jenkins and that's fine, but playing guard ain't playing tackle. And I get that, that Elton has played, you know, some tackle as well, but to just absolutely hold it down, whether he's playing right tackle or left tackle, when the left tackle that he's filling in for is an elite, elite, elite player uh, has just been incredible. I mean, they're got there. I, I hope folks understand that there are NFL teams that have one good tackle and the second guy is bad. And the third guy is embarrassing. Uh, there, there are a number of NFL teams that really, you know, only have one or maybe even zero excellent tackles. And Billy Turner, man, uh, to to be able to fill in at every spot he's been able to fill in at and to really excel has allowed Green Bay to absorb the loss of Lane Taylor and absorb the longer than they probably would like loss of David Bakhtiari. Uh, Billy Turner, man, he, he's just he's been exceptional. And and you want to talk about glue, you want to talk about gritty, uh, somebody that just doesn't allow the team to kind of fall apart. Well, if your offensive line falls apart, a lot of things fall apart. And Billy Turner has made sure that that hasn't happened for Green Bay. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and that's that's poetic too because you talk about guys that people thought he potentially could be the sixth man this year for that offensive line. And I love that you mentioned Elton Jenkins, and I think he's a very noble candidate for this as well. But I would give it to Billy Turner as well, just because of what I just mentioned. A lot of people before this season talked about him potentially being a guy that was a terrible signing. He was getting paid way too much, this and that. He was the weak link in the offensive line. How do we replace him, get him out of the starting lineup? And what does he do this year but absolutely make the Packers front office look like geniuses by kicking him out to right tackle, being their preferred starter at right tackle to be uh, to begin the season, which he was hurt. Um, but when he got back, gave you know put Rick Wagner on the bench um, after Wagner played well, you know, and what he's been able to do, like you said, being able to shuffle all over that offensive line, just completely, just invaluable I mean, to this. I team. mean, let me ask you a question. What? Let's say, let's just say, and I don't care if it's at left tackle or right tackle. Obviously, but if it was at left tackle, it'd be more valuable. But let's just say that Billy Turner has eight more games like this. What's he getting on the open market? A as lot. far as as far as far as annual average value, what's he getting on the open market if he has eight more games like this? You look at you know Tunsil's. You know he's got that crazy thirty three APA or APY, and what Stan, Stanley 
or the the Baltimore kid just you know signed something lower than that. Uh, Bakhtiari will get around thirty. I mean, Billy should be getting. I mean, if he puts eight more games together like this, which are dominant games, just absolutely quiet over there left tackle against good players too. DeForest Buckner and Kerry Hyder are both pretty good pass rushers. DeForest Buckner's a stud, and the fact that that you we did, we did not hear from them last week. So, I mean, you're talking 22, 25 a year on the open market. And that's what I was going to say is, you know, he's gone from a guy that teams are really, you know, hey, this guy, we need to save money here. We need to save money by getting rid of Billy Turner. He's actually set himself up really well to get a nice little payday because he's the type of guy that you want on your team, that you want on your offensive line because he can. I mean, the dude can legitimately play all five spots. I have no doubt in my mind. You can throw him out there at center, at guard, tackle, wherever. And he's going to play, and he's going to give you a chance to win a football game. Which, like you said, there are guys in the NFL that, I mean, Alex Light, for goodness sake. You you just go back to last year for this football team, Ross, and how Alex Light was out there playing tackle for uh, Bulaga. And how it, it makes you wonder now, and we don't need to go down this road, but it makes you wonder now, why didn't they kick out Billy Turner last year You know, for how good he's been? And I get that he was new and all that stuff. But, yeah, absolutely. On the open market uh, – and does Billy is he a free agent after this year? No, four years. He's got one year man. left, right? No, okay. No, so he's, no. so the pa- I mean, look at what. Yeah, you. This isn't an offensive line show that we're talking about, but the Packers have set themselves up extremely nice. Uh, they got Turner coming back. Uh, they can probably bring Lane Taylor back for cheap. They got John Runyon Jr., who's shown that he can play in this league. Lucas Patrick is a good football player. So even if they, I mean, even if they let a guy like Bakhtiari go, they don't want to pay him. Uh, they have options. They have, you know, Elton Jenkins can probably play right tackle. Billy Turner could probably play left tackle or vice versa or flip them. And I think that tandem right there, the the two starting, which is wild to say, the two starting guards last year, Ross, could potentially be the Packers' two starting tackles next year and be probably a, t- a top 10, top five tandem in the NFL. And people might roll their eyes at that, but you already hit on this. That is one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. It's one of the hardest positions to find in the NFL. Um, so it's incredible that the Packers have set themselves up the way that they have. And, you know, hats off to Billy, hats off to Elton. Like those guys have been um, just rock solid pros, ready to go whenever they're called upon, ready to stand and deliver whenever they're called upon. So um, that's, that's you know, good for those guys. And so we're going to do the, the opposite too. And I, I'm a positive guy, Ross. I don't really like – talking about stuff like this but we're going to because this is a superlative show so you have the six man award we're gonna go the opposite we're gonna talk about the anchor award what player on this team has been an anchor for this team a guy that you would like to see either get replaced um, or a guy that just doesn't deserve to be on the field uh, it, that's a tough one. Uh, Dean Lowry comes to mind, uh, you know, with just some really rough performances. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that, 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 that's one guy that, that certainly I think comes to mind. Sadly, Darnell Savage comes to mind with the exception of this, uh, with, of the exception of this, this game against San Francisco, he's been bad. And, um, you know, has regressed, frankly, I, I wouldn't worry about him. I certainly, you know, I've said that I don't generally, it would be nice. If there's maybe a veteran to play in front of him right now. Uh, but in general, you know, I'm not going to give up on a, on a prospect until they've been in the league three years. It, I think 
you know, high, high draft pedigree guys have shown that over and over again, that there's no reason to just give up. But I, I mean, yeah, those two guys, and, and it's, it should be no surprise that it's, it's two defensive guys because even though like Lucas Patrick has had games where maybe he hasn't been great or MVS has had games where maybe he hasn't get, been great. The offense is still easily the strength of the team. Plus, you know, like MVS had the, the Niners game and MVS had the week one Vikings game. Like there have been great, great games. Same thing uh, with Luca, Lucas Patrick two weeks ago. Uh, he was at, or three weeks ago. Excuse me. He was absolutely uh, absolutely excellent against Houston. I thought it was, you know, uh, that game and, and the Vikings game were two of his absolute best games as a pro. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would be, you know, probably Dean Lowry and Darnell Savage for me. Yeah, Dean Lowry was the guy that was standing out like a sore thumb to me as well. Uh, Savage, I think if they play him closer to the line of scrimmage like they finally did against San Francisco, I think that's where he thrives. I know that's that's almost your brand too, Ross, is, is talking about how to use him. Uh, but Dean Lowry is the guy. And I, I say that, and I love, I mean, Dean Lowry is a, a super awesome dude. Um, great guy to listen to, you know, in his press conferences, super you know, knowledgeable, will talk, will own up to whatever you ask him. But the reason I would pick him as well is because you have two guys in Montrevious Adams and Kingsley Kiki who are playing better than him, quite frankly. Yet you still see 94 get trotted out there and, and you still see him taking more reps on this defensive line, you know, instead of just throwing guys like, you know, like, you know, like Kingsley and, and Montrevious out there who have shown they can play ball, you know? So it, it's interesting to me to see what they're going to do with that situation. You know, Lancaster, Lancaster, honestly, is kind of in, in that mold as well, but he's not, he's not getting paid like Dean Lowry is. And, and so that's kind of the other thing. And I know Preston Smith is probably another guy that people would bring up, but Preston's had some bad games, but like you said, he's kind of got the MVS thing going for him too. He's made some huge plays for this defense. So it's tough. You know, it is, it is tough. There's probably honestly more than one guy on this defense that deserves that award just with the way this defense has played in stretches to give them credit. They've actually played good football this year as well. So um, hopefully we get more of the good, less of the bad down the stretch. And I think, I don't know who it was, but, Whoever said it today, I think, hit the nail on the head as we close this thing out, Ross. It's going to be who gets hot. This, this, the NFL is wide open. I think it was actually Andy on yesterday's Pack a Day podcast talking about every team, every fan base that you talk to, you say, What's the weakness of your team? They will immediately point to something as a glaring, glaring weakness. There's no perfect team in the league this year. Everybody has flaws and every good team has strengths. So it's just about, how can you put your good players in those positions to exploit the other team's weaknesses? And honestly, can you get the ball to bounce your way a couple times? So uh, that's just kind of how the NFL goes. And especially this year, that's how it's going to go. Speaking of go, Ross, we're going to go. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for tuning in every single week. Ross and I will be back, not next week, but the week after that. I think Ross is going to be on like another show tomorrow as well. So tomorrow is going to be just like Ross Uglum all over the Packers uh, Twitter blog is all that stuff sphere. So, uh, Ross, thank you for joining me today, making time for pack a day podcast. Uh, and as always, everybody go pack, go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.